Are there any more acquisitions coming through the pipeline that <laughs> I need to be made aware of? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I want to say this is okay. that there is a vision for Brother Life, okay. and there is a vision for Trinity, and it all will be revealed in a short amount of time. And Before you start, heavy or not, you want to go ahead and use your superpower to give you that strength and energy to make it through your workout. Get you some. Welcome back to another episode of the CVMK Show because it is what it is. I am your host, Mr. CVMK himself. We have an amazing episode today because we're going to talk about pastoralship and all the other ship that comes with it because in pastoralship you need some anointing you need some strategy you need god and you need a whole lot of patience because it comes with a whole lot of stuff so i invited the one the only because he's now the newly consecrated man over two denominations it seems like pastor naaman williams over Trinity, all nations, where they receive the bread of life. So we're going to get into it. But if you want to keep seeing amazing subscribers, you know what you got to do. You got to go to YouTube. Yo, look, why haven't you subscribed? You're going to be selfish like that. All you got to go to is YouTube. One word, four letters. CVMK. We are almost at 12,000 subscribers. I need you to get us to 12 by the end of this week. Instagram, it is what it is, underscore show. CVMK underscore global where we are at 71,000. I want to get to 72,000 by the end of this week, but you got to make it happen. CVMK 33, where it goes down. And I'm telling you this episode, first of all, this episode is live. So if you have a question, I'm going to try my best to get to it. But when we return, we'll be back with the one, the only pastor, Naaman Williams. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, sir. How you doing today? Man, I have not one complaint. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here. You know, now, you know, I know you, you know, big time in and your honorarium has increased. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want to appreciate this. Um, you know, I, I felt like the seat I sold on Sunday was to get you here. <laughs> so, uh, he was like, sow a seed. I'm like, I'm going to sow a seed. I'm going to make a request. <laughs> Bob was making a request know me for God. I made it. I was like, I need Come a book on. to sow. I, I like it. That's the book. That's the book. That's the book. Well, look, first of all, congratulations to you. Thank you, sir. Um, I really mean that about all my heart. You know, I like to see people of God elevated and used. Uh, went to the service. You know, first of all, you got me to come out of my, you know, house uh, in January. That's a that's a big push, right? That doesn't happen. Yes, Not too many people. It's pretty much as you and and Billy Jamel Evans, Pastor. There's only two only two Negroes I will bend for <laughs> in January. Everybody else, I got to ask God about. But you know, you got me to come out of my house and yes, myself. I do it for myself too. I interview others before I get myself in trouble. Yes, sir. Uh, but you got me to come out of my house. 
Got there late because it's typically me. Uh, but I did get there. I had to sit in the front, you know, as a punishment for being late and going to church. Um, and I saw something that is still shocking my mind. First of all, Trinity All Nations. No, you know, before I go there, before I go there, I'm going to start here. You were elevated in a society where most people don't acquire they start, right? I know very few successors that have continued and built upon. What, at what point, because you've been a pastor for a while, was like, I knew like, I'm going to be a pastor. This is how I know it. Wow. What an amazing question. Um, 2013-ish, I started to get um, as an elder in God's church, Church of God in Christ, I started doing a lot of weddings. And when I was doing the weddings, I was like really, really trying to prepare. I think I did 2013. I might have did seven to eight weddings. Sure. And I was always preparing. And then um, I was getting ready at the time, 2014, to take over my father's church, um, House of Prayer. I thought I was taking over my father's church because my uncle wasn't feeling well. and he's. But thank God he's better now. So I began to prepare in that that motion. And uh, when I got apprehensive, my daughter was driving somewhere. She was a little baby. I don't know how old she was. And I said, Lord, I need you to send me a sign. And out of nowhere, she she couldn't really talk. But she said, Dada, what does green light mean? And I said, I turned around. She was in the backseat. And I said, go. And I started driving. And the Lord said, that's your answer. So my wife and I, we we prepared to open up, we to do a Bible class, and we was going to launch our own. And then maybe a month after that, uh, Pastor Richardson, he called me one Sunday morning and said, the Lord said um, to give you the church. <clears throat> I like that. So it's so it's not a it's not a promotion to say like I, the reason why I say this, you know, I had you know my friend is HMO, right? We're talking, we you know, first of all, we work at the same company, our nine to fives, right? And, you know, we're chatting after work and he's like, man, everybody in our elders class is a pastor. He's, you know, we started to laugh. And, but sometimes you can feel a certain way because it seems like, you know, people use that as like an internship. Like, Hey man, I did my, uh, you know, six months, (laughs) (laughs) two years. I think it's time to be promoted to a store manager. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so, but for you, you know, you said it was a divine sovereign call and you knew. Were you willing to, if it wasn't for uh, Superintendent Richardson giving you the opportunity, were you willing to go out there on a limb by yourself if that didn't happen? Yes, I was preparing. And it all, I, it really stems from when my father passed uh, 2001, May 1st. He was the uh, assistant superintendent. He died in the pulpit um, on a Tuesday night. Wednesday morning, the powers that be came and knocked on the door of my room and asked me, did I want to be the next pastor? Wasn't living a life at all and wasn't trying to live a life and wasn't even front about living a saved life at the time. So I turned it down. And uh, another opportunity came. A few years after that, I turned that down as well. And it seemed like I was missing something in life. I told the Lord that if it ever came back around again, 
I'm gonna give it my all. And I've been I've been running for Jesus, as the old folks say. I've been running for Jesus ever since. All right, so this is this is where it gets interesting. So I like that. I respect that. Here's where I've been trying to figure out. I was at the service and I was sitting there. Your chair is in the middle of the sanctuary <laughs> at the front. I'm about three rows behind you. And all I could think of was, what is he thinking? You know, like from that point, right? From the call from the green light till now. I mean, like, was there trepidation? Was there like something like, you know what? Like this moment is beyond my wildest imagination. Good question. Um, and this is going to be a re really weird answer, but this is the truth. When I was thinking, when I, what I was thinking at that time is number one, what message can I get out of this? Number two, I was thinking, what is the church learning from this? doing something on this large uh, of a scale, having dignitaries there, uh, people there, we're doing this when it's cold and icy outside. What are we learning as a ministry? It's because when you're preparing for a great, or uh, that you think it can be a big crowd, right. you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about people's agenda. You learned about if uh, who can handle a big moment. So, I was, I was literally just walking around. I mean, literally just looking around, just, you know, taking some mental notes for next time. No, you didn't pull a Dak Prescott. You actually executed, you know. So, I, you know, I, I was like, all right, you can handle the big moment. Now, here, here's where it gets funny, right? So, um, I don't know how you do this or how you did this. You were appointed, you bread of life. Obviously, that's the church. That's the ministry that God gave you, you and your wife, right? But you are appointed over Trinity. Trinity is not Kojic. And you are appointed, and not only are you appointed over Trinity, the natural order of things would be you would just follow in that set. You migrated a church from one set to another set. Now, obviously, for those who might not be that familiar, like, oh, you're the same God, same team, you know, but it's not that easy from an organizational standpoint, right? Uh, how did you garner, first of all, the respect of the former leader to the point that they had enough trust in you to take their baby? Because that's not your baby. That's their baby. And bring it to a different household. Amazing question. Okay, so Trinity does have a Kojic, but mostly they have a strong holiness background. So um, Bishop Roberts and Lady Roberts and Trinity know all about Kojic. So it wasn't that I had to go to them and explain to them, hey, y'all, this is what we do over here. They, have, they had a lot of experience um, in Kojic and a lot of their friends was Kojic. So um, when it came down to that, that was pretty really one of my only requests that I wanted is to, was it possible for me to bring Trinity into Kojic? Um, it's because I still wanted to have a pastor. Bishop Walker is my pastor. And for where I'm at right now, I wanted to make sure that I had a pastor. Um, it, I, I may seem like I'm like this new school rebel, 
but I promise you, I'm old school with just a mohawk, and I'm, I'm and I say a lot of stuff. But I, that's really, really um, what it was. Um, it took a lot of prayer, and it took a lot of time. And um, I am grateful um, that we're part of the historical Northern Illinois jurisdiction. That's a good church answer. All right, we got all the church answers uh, and questions <laughs> out of the way. We're about to get uh, a little messy because I need to. I need to know. I got some questions that I've been dying to ask since the service. After we return, we'll be back because I want to get into the inner workings, the inner mind, and how this thing's going to work after a quick word from our sponsors. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Oh, www.cbmkglobal.store. What are you waiting on? You don't want to get the body? You don't want to honor God in your limbs? What are you waiting on? You made the job of pastor naming harder because you won't obey you're going to go to the altar. Pastor, can you lay hands on me? I got gout. Why you got gout? I can't put the Popeyes down. You can put the Popeyes down, take your Popeyes money, give it to CVMK Global.store. How do you do that? Go get the pre-workout. You have the energy to work out. Go get the protein, the meal supplement. Now you start changing your ecosystem. So mm-hmm. now when you go to Trinity, where they get the bread, you'll have limbs, lungs, and in a, a body that can actually praise God. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go to www.cvkglobal.store. Click on the three bars to the left. Scroll down, see your supplements. Get your stack today. Use code CVMK24 at the discount for 24% off. www.cvmkglobal.store. All right. So you, you've had the opportunity to scale in business they call it scaling right you have built a ministry ministry has grown acquired another ministry which getting into MA is something that most churches don't do particularly black churches which is phenomenon uh phenomenon but it's phenomenal and instead of running with the momentum you stayed in place. Some people could have took the opportunity and really scaled. And what I mean by that, you could have stayed in the sect that you acquired. You could have started a new sect. I don't know. You could have called it New Pilgrim. Pilgrim. I mean, you could. Have, I don't mean. You know, I'm not throwing. I'm just saying you could have called it anything. You could have called it anything. You could have made yourself Apostle. Name it. Right. We know the brand can have negative marketing ability, but you decided to stay in the Grand Old Church. And you said something, you said, I wanted to have a pastor and Bishop Walker is your pastor. Question to you. Do you think most pastors have the humility 
to serve up under somebody and actually be shepherd themselves? Or do they want to be David Ruffin? And as David told Otis, nobody comes to see you, Otis. Wow. That's a loaded question. It is. Uh, yeah, that's a definitely a setup question. But I do have an angle that I want to answer that question from. Um, uh, saying that I want a pastor and really meaning it is two different things. It's a lot of people who say they want a pastor. But for me, I really mean it. I have an amazing ministerial staff following me at both churches. And what I love about my ministerial staff, and I think someone might be on right now, when they talk to me, we probably talk about life more than we talk about church. Sure. And because I have that relationship with them, it's when, what did Jesus say? He asked his disciples, who do, who do men say that I am? Right. And I, I have a ministerial staff that kind of keeps me grounded that we're able to just talk about life and navigate through life. And from that, and from that, I want them to see how I serve my leader as well. So I wanted to have an example of how to serve because many times when we hit a particular spiritual plateau, it's like we at, we ready to be served and we quit serving. And I, I don't, I don't ever want to be to that point. And when I, if I ever am, um, Getting to that point, that's when I throw my hands up myself. Take your own time about the game. Yes, sir. If that is true, and I and I believe you because I, I know you. Um, do you think that we do a good job in understanding our role? And let me clarify. That was a loaded question, but I, I want to bring some backdrop. You know that you want to be an example and to continue this servanthood aspect of the calling because the higher you go, the lower it gets. You will become, as Paul wrote, uh, an apostle unto a servant unto a prisoner. Bishop Walker did a fantastic job explaining that. Yes, he did. <laughs> it means imprisonment. He preached. He did preach. He did a fantastic <laughs> job. Though I wonder... I don't feel that it is a mutual aim. And I'm not talking about anybody specifically. I think sometimes when the elevation gets there, uh, the goal becomes, the focus, I should say, becomes on the spotlight, who that person is, right? Like they become bigger than the ministry. Right. And I think it's hard because if you are going to lead people and people don't see themselves in your vision, how can we share the same line of sight? I'm supposed to see what you see. And if you can't see me, I'm not visible. And therefore, we have no vision. Hmm. Right. Yes, sir. So I had an opportunity. Turn it down. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> Turn it down because <laughs> turn it down because I saw God. God wouldn't give me the green light. I wasn't at a party. Yes, he wouldn't give me the green light. I couldn't get a uh a theophonic manifestation in any way, shape, or form. I was like, Lord, it is what I this, my my ego wanted it. I'd be the first because 
I think a real preacher can admit his humanity is always in play, even when he's under divine usage. I never stop being human. But one thing I did, I have the Holy Ghost and I have a wife named April. And April said, if God won't let you get it, it's not for you. And I had to let it go over my pride. My God. And I, I'm a pretty prideful little person at, at, times, at times. No, no, you, you are. You are. <laughs> at times, at times. <laughs> so for you, this is the day and age. And see, I'm setting this up. This is how I preach do. This is my setup. I'm working the text right here. Are you afraid of failing? In my opinion, yes. um, and I'm pretty sure it's a few um, of, of people from the church that is on here, that might be my best quality. It's because I have failed and I've talked about failure and it's part of the testimony and it's part of the reason why I jump around and act so uh, energetic at times just because there are people that are around me that know my failures, that know my faux pas. Um, the people that work closest to me, and some of them are on here, I always tell them this. I don't want anybody around me on my close team that has never failed. It's because when I do fail, it means you won't understand. It's because you never have failed. Um, we have come to a point in society of this council culture yeah. of when we are not pleased with an answer or a deed that we decide that we're going to cancel whoever we want to cancel from, um, from a society perspective. I am grateful that I can be on your podcast and tell the world I'm not scared of being canceled. Is because what the Lord has put in me cannot be canceled. So failing is part of the process of success. It's because you cannot enjoy success really until you look back at your failure. I agree. Uh, great answer. But I, I, I agree. I don't even have a pushback, but I, I will add this. I will add this. Your strength is the fact that you're not trying to be a brand, and by not trying to be a brand, you become a brand. Um, I get it. You know, like I, you know, you're one of the few that don't have a lot of uh, photoshopped uh, photos. You know, like <laughs> like your hairline is your actual hairline. It's not moved up. It's not Beijing. Right. It's not. Right. It's the actual image. <laughs> Right, like so, you know, it's not you're not trying to create an illusion, right? And I'm not against it. I mean, like, you know, we do what we have to do. But I do think when you start elevating, I think the first failure or the first failing is that the environment tries to rub off on you, right? Um, for whatever reason, you know, you need to be on this committee. You need to be on this board. You need to dress like this. You need to say this. You need to say that. And how are you? Because, you know, I don't know what it's like. You know, I came to your church, you know, I'm seeing, you know, 
the 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 great singer Tim Wright, who was mis you know pronounced as Timothy Wright, and I thought he was coming about the grave. I'm seeing, well, yeah, um, you know, God, DeAndre, God can do anything, man. Yeah, I'm seeing DeAndre Patterson. I'm seeing all the all the church notables, and I'm wondering to myself, can you still be you? Like like like, will you lose? the name and edge or the name and authenticity because after so long, you know, you know, there, there's, there's this level, there's this level, then there's this level. And eventually you off the ground. Name it, pastor name, excuse me. How do you keep your feet on the ground? Naming is fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. First of all, I'm not Cat Williams and you ain't going to set me up to... <laughs> Happen to the exposure of the industry. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, I will say this. Um, being installed at Trinity for me was not elevation. Gotcha. Being installed at Trinity for me was confirmation. It's because what everybody found out or, or I believe they found out or what they would catch up to but what's taking place in my life I already knew. So when events happen like this, it's just the Lord saying, I am going to show everybody else what you already knew. And that's just how I look at it. As far as conforming to any anything else, it's, it's, it's to be totally honest with you, uh, Bishop Walker or the powers that be at Kojic, really don't bother me um, because I always say this and I say this to my church. I'm a, I'm a Bible guy. I know I got a Mohawk, but I'm a Bible guy. My church will tell you that. So if you're not challenging me with Bible, then it's best for you just to leave me alone with all of that. I'm never going to be disrespectful. I'm not going to start nothing. Um, you're not going to find me in mess. You're not going to, I'm never, and all the years I've been in coaching, nobody's called me and said, did you say, I have a master's degree in minding my business? I do. Um, I do believe, again, and I, I got to keep dropping dropping them. I have a ministerial staff that we know we human. And we can talk as human beings. And they don't, how can I say this? They don't have to, um, we can talk as men. Yeah. At, every, at any time. We can talk as men in the pulpit. We can talk as men. Men and women. Men and women. All right, so let's let's talk about let's talk about um the staff. I think you have a great team. I think um I don't I'm obviously I'm not a member, so this is what I've gathered. I think um Reverend Simone, Reverend Evelyn, obviously your wife. Uh, Lady Apostle Williams, I think uh, Curtis Lindsay, I think your MD, right? I think uh, Dr. LW um, and the many roles that he, I'm sure, plays. Uh, Danielle, who is like the in ambassador to everybody's church, you know, who I absolutely love. Um, you have probably the most integrated team I've seen. Um, it's hard to keep teams together right uh bulls just celebrated the ring of honor <laughs> jordan pippen and robin yeah. show up yeah. they booed jerry krause's widow because 
They believe Jerry broke up the Bulls. Great teams are always destroyed from within, right? How do you keep a team like that? I mean, like, I mean, you gave, I, you know, I'm listening to you and I'm like, Rodney Jenkins, you know, like I'm hearing, I'm hearing names. I'm like, you know, R. Kelly's man. Like I'm hearing names just, <laughs> and I'm like, ain't no way. <laughs> so you at, you're the team lead, right? How do you manage team members? Because everybody has a personality, right? How do you deal with that variety of talent? Oh, well, let me say this. I have an amazing system pastor. I have an amazing chief of staff. And I have, I think all the elders you name, we still missing eight. I have another amazing eight elders. And then as a whole, y'all, Bread of Life and Trinity All Nations are some amazing people. Yeah. I bring I bring up Pastor Walton and, and my chief of staff, Tanya. Uh, I bring them up specifically. And now I have, um, we have Marquita and I have uh, Walita and I have Evangelist Banger and Evangelist um, Julianne. You mentioned um, Curtis and I still have Mama Roberts and I still have Bishop Roberts. But I bring up uh, uh, Pastor Walton it's because Pastor Walton and Lady D and Tanya will step up in areas where things don't even get to me. Um, uh, even Diamond, that's related to you, it won't even it won't even get to me. It's because they're fixing it internal. It's because that's the culture that we have. Is that we can self medicate. Uh, it may we may, we may not like each other all the time. But we sure. always gonna love each other, and the to me, the biggest sign of a great church is when you can disagree and still show up yes. on Sunday school on time. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's talk about church culture. Look, when we get back from this break, I'm gonna talk about church culture because I wonder how are they doing it. You know, church culture, <laughs> culture like anything is absolutely everything, and church culture can have some stinky days. So let's talk about church culture when we return from a quick word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower pre-workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then dish your current pre-workout and get the Superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Yo, ladies and men, but I'm talking to ladies right now. <laughs> the fast is over. Yo, 21 days, yo, 10 days, yo, 28 days. It has either ended or will end in the next couple days. What you going to do for the rest of the year? You going to sit back and not allow your body to be the body it could be? Or you could get superpower and stack it with super thick. I'm telling you, your husband will not complain. Or you could be like the woman at the well who does not have a husband and the man you're living with is not your husband. Either one <laughs> will not complain. www.kglobal.store. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to not see that uh, part in front of you, but I, I you know, <laughs> I got to advertise. I got to advertise. It is what it is on here. Uh, so, um, culture. You know, you mentioned, you know, like you said, you got Diamond. You got Big Raj. You have um, 
individuals that I think that I know, not that I think that I know that love you, but also I know that will protect you. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, right, especially Roger and his fascination with uh, guns. Um, I'm good. Right. <laughs> Culture. Culture's hard. Culture's hard. Culture's not easy. Culture is not this thing that just happens, right? Uh, the culture is everything, right? Um, what do you do? Uh, because the Bible says, let the weed and the terry grow together. Uh, what do you do to allow the wheat to not destroy the Terry? Oh, wow. This is one of your better questions, Cody. Um, I, I can't, but I like that. <laughs> you probably need to access to another pastor. I can go by, <laughs> let me go by names. Right. Um, did a, did a, did a, just so I can give some examples. One of the first members that to join brother life was my praise and worship leader, Tyree Taylor. Tyree, uh, has a lot to do with the culture at Bread. It's because Tyree is a person that was he is if he's with you, he's with you. But Tyree is a funny person, and Tyree will do anything almost at any time. So Tyree does stuff like if you dress a certain way, he'll take a picture of you in church. And he'll find whatever cartoon character you look like, and he'll <laughs> send it throughout the whole church at the same time. That that example. Uh, uh, um, another example from from Trinity side. One of the people who embraced me um, is, a, is a man named Elder Pack. Elder Pack embraced me early, um, before you know the the rumors got out that I could be the pastor. And he shook my hand. He said, "You know, I'm with you." And then I watched him as he served. Elder Pack would bring all type of food and stuff like that to the, to the to the church. And I watched him. I was like, okay, cool. I kind of know that he he is a lover of missions. That he want to put make sure that people are right. So when we talk about culture, it mm -hmm. is you cannot have culture with any phoniness. You cannot have any culture with any like any phoniness. You need to be able to have um, really, really tough conversations. I had a, a prime example. I talked to my minister of music uh, this morning and we talked, we we recapped, uh, Simone Bridge and Mr. Simone Bridge, we recapped, you know, where we going and things of the nature. So the culture has to be right, in my opinion, to have tough conversations and to move on. That's huge. So, so you have this this open door policy, right? Where you can engage your uh, constituents, uh, you can engage in dialogue that coaches up, not coaches out, and they receive it well, right? And they reciprocate it back, right? And still show uh, support and development. Um, there, I think that I think that is vital. I think that not allowing the temptation of accelerated growth ah. at the expense of culture, right? <laughs> is, is absolutely uh, essential. But at the same token, you can't grow without taking darts, right? Um, the bigger you get, the more visible you become, the easier it is to hit you. So let's talk about these darts, right? 
your ministry now becomes a focal point and people want to now come, not always because of the love of God, the love for God. Sometimes it's just, it is what it is. Right. I'm sure people have, you know, reached out and said, hey, man, and I love to, you know, be on the praise and worship team, you know, or whatever, you know, it's more than that. Uh, preachers do it too. But this is where it's going to start getting funny. You got elevated right before we hit or we are hitting another political season. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. And the church kind of becomes a puppet. Hey, you know, I'm running for office. I want this candidate to come. And I'm not talking about anybody particularly. Hey, man, I would love if I showed up. Let me address the congregation. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And I'm sure if it hasn't happened, it's going to become a frequent thing. This is 2024. We're about to enter into a presidential election. And I don't know where it gets around. Hey, there's this pastor. He's on the south side of Chicago. He's doing some amazing things. The community loves him. Why not? We need the black vote anyway, right? How open are you to allowing those type of influences amongst your sheep? Oh, now you call them sheep. Okay. <laughs> right, they were, they were constituents now. Now they're sheep. Right, right, I'm trying right. to be nice. They're you know? they vulnerable. So you can right. question up. Okay. Uh, so let me say that Willie Wilson would like to run for anything and would like to snap by. Yeah. Come, come holler at your boy. Right. <laughs> um, uh, okay. So, so for the most part, I, I pray about it. Um, the last politician that I had to speak in front of our congregation, the service was so high that she started crying and never told us her number. Mm-hmm. It's because that's how heavy it was in their coding. So I I would have to say this, it's a it's a case-by-case basis for me. And I mean this is because it does not necessarily have to be a part of our worship service. I can end worship service and then they can have words or whatever. Very seldom would I have a necessarily like a front runner of like that because I do. I do have a ministry for the underdog. I do that. I do believe that Trinity and Brother Life, we have that. We still hungry. We still have that underdog mentality. I don't think that we look at it like we've arrived in ministry. So I still want to keep that edge. Um, but I will do this. Uh, I think Mario's on here. Yep. Mario and Roger are probably the ones that I talk to our ministry the most about politics. So we throw things off each other. We throw names off each other. So when things come up, sure. they, they are kind of like the census for the church for me. And I will I will use them or those opinions of like where Braid is on where Trinity is now, where we at as far as this particular alderman, congressman, senator, and things of that nature. So for me, it will be a case by case basis. I don't ever want to say no that I won't, and none of them will touch my pulpit and touch my sheep. I don't want to say that, but I will tell you, I've turned down more than I have allowed to come in. 
All right, let me throw out a couple names. Yes or no, what suffice? I'm cool with it. I ain't running. All right. All right. President Biden. No, Paul Paul ain't coming. President Trump. I might. Not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not even gonna dig into I might. that. <laughs> I might because I, I and, and this this is what this okay. is what the church and black people don't know. The Republican beliefs is closest to the church. Yeah. The Democratic belief is closer to black people, quote unquote. Right. So now we have a conundrum of like, wow, where where am I? I'm a man of God, but I'm black too. Right. So right. many times when we get down to these issues, I do believe that what happens is the Republicans and Democrats, we do not really know where they stand anymore. And I do believe that if people, if if black people knew, okay, so supposedly the beliefs of the Democrats is, is closer for min minority benefits. But as a Christian, the Republicans are closer to what we believe. And I don't think that this is really talked about. So I do believe that there needs to be some serious conversation to enlighten and equip our people for whatever choice they're going to make. No, I believe that too. Look, I, I would love to see more than Democrats come to freedom. You know, I'm like, hey, we can't get a GOP. I mean, you know, it's like every day. <laughs> show it up. I'll be like, who's yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it, it, it's, um, um, you know, that'd be an interesting one. Um, that would be interesting. I would love to see this because I want the giggles and I need them on the podcast, you know, but. No, no, no. But yeah. no, no, what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is with Trump, though, trust yeah. me, I'm not a. I know you're not a I'm not a Trump I supporter. I know. But what I do do as a leader is I always listen to the other side of what I necessarily don't believe. It's because if you never listen, you never will learn, or you will never even learn to how to explain how you feel if you don't know how the other side feel. And we do this a lot in church. It's because we don't agree, we don't talk. That's true. And, and, it, and it's, a, it's a big gap. And that's where the generational gap in our church came from. It's because of, uh, oh, that's what they do now. Now, we didn't do that when we was coming up. But your generation, they were, your, the older generation got on y'all for something, too, that you, they didn't like. And, and it's, it's a cycle. But we, especially in the African-American community, we do not come to the table and talk these things out in a biblical form. It's because everything we put in as in holiness or we put it in hell. So we're not able to have for real conversations because the common denominator, the common denominator for me in every conversation is Jesus, period. That's how I know how we're going to end up. So in that, if we cannot meet um, that generational gap with the presence of the name of Jesus and what he stood for, I believe that's kind of like why we having major problems because Cody, think about this. You saying you saying Democrats and Republicans, but th there's nothing new under the sun. We have Pharisees and Sadducees as well. So yeah. politics been going on a long time. They said that Jesus ain't supposed to heal on the day of rest. Mm -hmm. That was politics, Cody. That one Bible. No, you're right. You're right. So, so, no, go ahead. so that so that right there is important to me is that the Lord has given me the ability, and my wife will tell you, to listen to people when I really don't agree with them, but it, I should listen. That's how I feel. I like it. Look, I got a couple more questions. I know we're drawing to an end. I want to talk about um, 
acquisitions. Uh, I know I hit upon it earlier. I think that you stumbled upon something that needs to be discussed. Uh, I think, and I'll state this before we go to break, I think um, there are too many ineffective ministries uh, and not enough church. And I'll explain what I mean by that, right? Uh, let's, I'm gonna cut to a quick commercial break, do this promo, it's a little end thing, so you'll still see us on the screen. When I return, I wanna talk about the next phase because what I've learned about leadership is always a next phase. I wanna know <laughs> what the next phase is for you and then where acquisitions is going after this quick break. Yes. Flexing. and back workout, that's a wrap. Two hours in, superpower works the whole way through. Keep you going, lock in, man, good choice, superpower. Yo, shout out to my trainer, Malcolm Bryson, one of Chicago's best trainers. Um, I have no secret, y'all. I'm trying to be like the Kojic Arnold. I want to be to this generation what Arnold <laughs> was the bodybuilder, right? You know, I want to want to cast out devils, Tread on scorpions, have 22 inch arms and uh, APAC while doing it. Like that's my that's my ultimate goal, right? I feel, I see myself like a Samson without going blind, right? Like that's that's my calling in life. I'm destroy the Philistines, and I married a Philistinian woman, so you know I won't have to do that whole thing. And you know that's kind of how it works. You know? So <laughs> you know, that's how it works. So store. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. All right, so. The next phase, I've had the opportunity to serve now up under two pastors. And every legacy has a moment where they undergo an expansion project. I don't care who it is. <laughs> that is like the sign of greatness. We have to build, do, acquire. The reason why I'm bringing up this acquisition is because I can't think of the last time I've seen a successful or even an acquisition in the church. I see many ministry break off and become a smaller ministry, break off and become a dwarf size ministry, and then break off and become a Facebook ministry. No shame to that. If God has called you, who am I? When somebody tells me God has called them to do something, I keep my hands off. If the Lord tell you to do that, do it. By all means, brother, do it. Do it. Who am I to argue with you? But I do question your strategy, and I think that is pronounced. If, not if, you keep growing. And I see this with other churches. I won't have to go into what other means. They take, have a mothership. They have pastors up under them. It all feeds back. They expand that way and it all falls up under, right? 
are there any more acquisitions coming through the pipeline that I need to be made aware of? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I want to say this. is okay. that There is a vision for brother life. Okay. And there is a vision for Trinity. And it all will be revealed in a short amount of time. And even what took place this last Sunday will make a lot more sense as time goes by. To answer the question of acquisitions, um, I was just in a, I'm not going to call it a predicament, but I was in conversations, in a conversation where I could have expanded or we could have expanded. Um, for me, expansion, um, for me is more, uh, uh, lateral for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's because I believe that one of the gifts that the Lord has given me is to raise leaders and to, to have leaders toughen up It's because in this season, as a leader, you can't take, you can't take everything personal. Um, that's, that's the one thing that I have learned in what elevation they would say this is. You just can't take everything personal. You can't take everything you hear. You can't take every, every look. You can't take every decision. You can't take every move personal. Um, it's because if you're taking it personal, it means that you're not taking it spiritual. So it is my job, um, as a pastor and a shepherd, because I look at both of those as different. It's because being a pastor, um, our obligations, biblically, for me, sometimes they can become a lot, of, a, a little vague in this society that we live in. But being a shepherd, it's, it's just easy. I need to lead. I need to feed. I need to protect. Lead, feed, and protect. It's easy. I'm a shepherd. I got that. I need to cover. But a lot of times as a pastor, you have so many moving parts and and you have um, you get you have the community aspect. And for me as a, a pastor, I'm never I don't allow the world to dictate to me what I'm going to do for the community. I don't allow the pressure of, you know, naysayers to allow me to get caught up in that. But like when we talk about acquisition, I think the biggest acquisition for Trinity and, and, and brother life is simply the acquisition of the Holy ghost through the whole church. I think that's the biggest acquisition that you can have in life. It's the precious gift of the Holy ghost. And from that, the Holy ghost will give you wisdom. The Holy ghost will give you what not to sign from there. Then we know that our expansion is divine is because a lot of times if you grow too fast, it's a difference between um, infection and affection. So I want to grow with affection and not in infection. Grow with affection and not infection. I like that. I'm gonna let you slide, and then I'm a, uh, <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna end it with one more question. Um, just so I forgot to give on. I've been, you know, I've been trying to get uh, better at my sanctified cues. Come you know, on, you know, I've, I've been, you know, trying to get into the rhythm. You know, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe less Jay Z, more Jehovah, right? Like, hey, you know, like, but it's it's hard. So shout out to my pastor; he's down in Atlanta at the leadership conference. Thank you, sir, allowing me to my preach dude. tomorrow for the revival. Uh, so the thank you. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you trust me. I won't embarrass God or us. Uh, <laughs> so I'm I'm ready. I've I've already read my uh, children's Bible and got my Easter speech ready for tomorrow. So, um, one of the last questions. 
you won't allow yourself to be infected. You're going to lead by affection, by this divine care, this divine care for first the Lord and then for his creation, right? This affection. This affection, um, it seems like it's not saying anything, not from you. I don't talk, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about yeah. as a whole. Um, we are majoring in the minor, I think is the best way to say it. You know, won't discuss issues, but will have full sermons on what not to do in a sanctuary during watch meeting service, right? We will sit there and debate and make reels about walking it out but won't discuss the inerrancy of the word of God, won't discuss the theories of creationism, won't discuss even polygamy, won't discuss the writings, won't challenge society, but majoring in the minoring and calling it holiness. What is going to be your stance, sir? Uh, Are you going to bring the fight or are you going to have church? <laughs> uh, anybody who knows me, the inside of church is part of my fight. Um, spiritual warfare, I, you know, you know, I get this all the time from different people. It takes more than dancing. It takes more than that. Da, da, da. I get it all the time. And they are right. But people don't understand the level of spiritual warfare and how real that is. And in the commute, the commune sentence that we have for the amount of time for worship has been reduced significantly. So what happens? So my problem with those naysayers is, is that when we were coming up, we were at least going to church at least three days a week. For me, it was four, four and a half. Right. So in three of those Three of those four, it was actually worship experiences, right? Right. So, Cody, my question to you is, why are we calling our churches houses of worship when there's no worship? So it's now you want to take now you want to take that away from me too. Now you're saying that we're house of worship, but now you're saying that my, my agenda should only be giving away water bottles. Now you're saying that my agenda should only be conferences. Now you're saying that my agenda should only be mental health. I believe that all those need to be addressed. But Cody, the church is the house of worship, not the house of seminar. It's the house of worship. And what the enemy has done is he has attacked us that we feel from church to church is only one way to worship, the way we were raised and the way that we received. And I felt that way. I was guilty of this, Cody, until I rented Bread of Life to an African church. And I learned that there's many ways to worship Jesus. Now, Cody, their praise and worship segment was three hours long. <laughs> three hours long. So, Cody, yeah. let me ask you this. Cody, so, so, Cody, when they came to me, they asked me, could they rent the church? Yes. Yes. So that means I'm, I'm excited, Cody, because now I don't have to I don't have to worry about that selling that chicken dinner for that week, right? Yes, we right, right. 
So Cody, usually when somebody asks me to rent the church, they yeah. usually ask me, hey man, can I get the church from three to five or to five thirty? Cody, they asked me for the church from three o'clock to two o'clock in the morning. Cody, let me tell you this. My wife is my witness. I didn't have a contract designed for that many hours. You hear me? Mm. So I said, I said, so so I had to ask. I asked him. Because his name was Pastor Uko. Uko. I asked him, so I I I'm gonna give you the building. And and, and Cody, I texted him. I ain't be honest with you, right? I said, you asked for this long, y'all gotta have the bread. Right. So, so Cody, I asked him, I said, what do y'all plan on doing for that long? And Cody, this was his answer. Worship, sir. That's it. Cody, no agenda. No agenda. No call my name. No everyone stand up when everybody worship. And Cody, they worship it. I saw with my own eyes. I'm sure some people from bread on here. Cody, they was on their feet for five hours straight giving God worship. So, Cody, to answer your question, man, I'm fighting that we still can worship. It's because if we look at the agenda of the enemy, the agenda of the enemy is to stop us from worshiping. He does it with depression. He does it, Cody, by um by frustration. Sure. It's all to make sure that those 90 minutes, what is it, 90 minutes now, Cody, for us yeah. is 75 that we're saying that that time, it don't take all that. Well, I'm telling you, Cody, and I stand on this. The devil is a lie. You mean to tell me that I'm in, I'm in, I'm in, I have an opportunity to worship, and it's only one day a week right now in Trinity. That's getting ready to change, but it's only one day a week right now. And Cody, you're going to bring me an agenda to tell me it's, it's not all that? Well, I'm telling you this. If you, Curtis said this all the time, Curtis said, if you don't want a church, don't call him to play. I'm telling you, if you don't want to worship, don't call me to preach. That's fair. I, I agree. You know, I think um, I'm reading this comment. The women strapped their babies to the hips and praise God, Lady B. They did. I think uh, I think I think convenience has robbed us of the intimacy that Christ deserves. I also think that the ironic anointing is not on every preacher. Neither is the Levitical anointing. Well, not Levitical, but neither is the, oh my God, what camp was designated just for the praisers? It was the, I don't think that every psalmist is to lead the presence of the Lord unto or us unto him, right? I think it is a sacred calling mm. and it is a, a, a baptism or a baptismal that very few individuals have encountered. You can tell when somebody is baptized. I don't mean like submerged in water. That's not what I mean by baptized. Mm. I mean buried in him. And because there aren't spiritual funerals which create lively anointings, because nothing has died, you get what you get. Right? So that's my take on it. I agree with you. My house shall be called the house of prayer. We forget. You, 
right. Hey, no, and, and Cody, we, right. we forgetting our purpose. And and yeah. biblically, Cody, when Israel separated, it was the northern and the southern yeah. kingdom. Right. And the southern kingdom had what? The Levitical lights and yeah. they had the praisers. It's not just, it's just not by happen chance, Cody, that right. the southern kingdom was only two tribes and those tribes was the priests and the praisers. So, so what I'm telling you is, is that it showed me that I can survive with the priests and the praisers. I know y'all got the business side over there and I, and I know, and I seen the post the other day um, from somebody that, uh, but if you don't have administration and all that type of stuff, I got it. But I am telling you, it's going to be sure. a time where the Holy Ghost is your administration. That's true. And the Holy Ghost is your administration. So in that, I'm just saying that I am fighting for worship. Worship shall be in the house of Trinity. I, if, if I have to do it by myself, Cody, worship is because if you ask me this question, Cody, if you ask me how to, if, if how, the name of Williams get to where he is right now. Worship. And I agree. Look, when we turn, we'll give our sign offs and I might ask one more question because please do on. It is what it is because this is the CVMK show. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. My worship is for real. All right. I was going to throw, I was going to throw, uh, I was going to throw a curveball. Please throw the curveball. And Cody, that's, that's who I am. I'm prepared for that too. And prepare for that too. Yeah. Worship. Worship. My worship is for real. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I was reading. I was reading. And when David went to go fetch the ark, there was a man that was not anointed of the Lord who thought he had to help God out. He saw the ark rocking and it looked like the ark was about to fall. He touched the ark and he died. And David called that place a breach of the Lord had made against us. In other words, we have offended God. Right. Because we tried to help God out. David told them to sanctify themselves. <laughs> right? Right, right? They go back. They started really consecrating. And through praise, they were able to take up the ark from where it was. And march it on in. They were only able to go with the ark. They were never able to touch it, right? Here's where I think the focus is, or here's what I think the problem is. If the leadership is so concerned with tipping over instead of being rightfully positioned to only accompany the flow of God, God will make a breach against you. We are only his children. 
never his adults. We don't boss God. We don't command God. We don't dictate toward God. Mm-hmm. We praise, we worship, and we follow where he leads me. And wherever he leads me, we shall be blessed. And the Bible says that Melchizedek came out to meet Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham, possessor of heaven and earth. <laughs> so and you ready I, for tomorrow? You ready? Right, no, I'm ready for tomorrow. I'm, I'm ready for tomorrow, Doc. I'm ready for tomorrow. There ain't, no, ain't no doubt about it. I that I got so many. <laughs> I'm ready for tomorrow. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, this is the great temptation, and I think every leader is going to struggle when you are leading an army in a camp. It wasn't David; it was the people who thought they could step outside of their role. And this is something I've had to learn. And this is something that, and I've told Pastor Evans, I'm called to be his Joab, not to be him, right? So I defeat the armies, David gets the victory, right? Like I'm not called to touch the ark, right? Can you have an honest conversation with your team and realize and say, hey, look, all is fair, but God hath anointed, hath anointed, has anointed me. You know, if everybody plays their position, we can win. It's okay if you obey Edom. Obey Edom doesn't not a priest, not a prophet. He's nothing but obey, right? But the house can be blessed. Do not touch this thing, right? Is that a conversation you can honestly have? Oh, absolutely. It's a conversation I've had. Um, Naturally, we've had that conversations in styles. Styles. It's because when you're talking about the leadership of the church, many times you're talking about preaching and things of that nature. So that comes with the particular style. Um, I have a few preachers on here. I always tell them, don't be me. Don't be me. Not that, Just don't be me. Because the price that I had to pay to be me, I definitely don't want you to have to pay that price. But I also tell them I don't want to be them either because the price that they had to pay to become who they are is tremendously important. Biblically, when we talk about the Ark of the Covenant, we're talking about the presence of God. And one of the things that we learn through that with somebody touching it is that he wasn't authorized. Right. And what has happened, you have people who have no authority to be touching, saying, or speaking. And that is the conversation that we have to have to sanctify not only the room, but sanctify the future of, of a particular ministry. I told the church this yesterday. I look at the church as a we thing, but I look at kingdom as an I thing. The church is when we have to learn how to work well with each other and things of that nature, da 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 but when I'm dealing in kingdom business, it's about me and God and him checking me and me aligning up where he wants me to be. I always operate in kingdom before I operate in church because when I operate in kingdom, I know what's wrong with me. See, the sign of a mature saint is when you know what's wrong with you. And what has happened in the church, there are people who forget what's wrong with them. Just because you've shouted a few times, it's still something wrong with you. Just because you raised your hand, it's still something wrong with you. And if you're able to identify what's wrong with you, now you're able to identify what you're waiting on the Lord 
Lord to do for you. It's because when we get to this point that we have just made it and we're super saints and we got master's degrees in sainthood, that's when it becomes a problem. The presence of God, listen, Cody, hold on to this. The presence of the presence of God will always be his. True. It don't belong to us. And True. what happens is we try to capture it. We try to save it. We try to fix it. And many times we get irritated and services. It's because it's not pleasing our spirit. But you don't have to worry about it. The presence of God is going to be where he wants to be. I agree. I agree. I agree. Can we are all a work in progress must go through sanctifying process, true enough, but also in an authoritation and author an authorization, I mean, an authorization process. I think it's the light it's a it's a licensing, and I'm not talking about a yeah. cogent, I'm not talking about a cogent license. And, God and, and Cody, <laughs> one of the things, let me say this before we leave, one of the things that we have to do is quit lying to our children. Yeah. It's because we give our children microphones when they can't sing and we lie to them and we tell them that they really, really can. And yeah. we set them up for a disaster. It's yeah. because we've given them some confidence, but we didn't get it's confidence in something that, that they're not graced to do. Yeah. It's my job as a leader to look around Trinity and to find what people are graced to do. It's because of your grace to do it, Cody. It means that it's easy for you to operate in the anointing because if the Lord graced it, that means the Lord touched it as well. So it is my job to put people in the right positions. Sometimes people are in the right positions, but they're in the position too soon. They can handle, they can, they can necessarily handle that church function, but they can't handle the people that come with the function. No, I agree. I, I think that, um, I think you, I think you, there's two points. I think the first thing is, is this really what you're called to do? Um, you know, and it's obvious. One of the things about it, I thank God, my mother never called me to preach, nor did my grandfather Ellis ever celebrate me preaching. When I told him I was called to preach, he almost cried and he shook his head in disappointment because uh, <laughs> he was like, that was not the life I wanted for you. <laughs> um, it's, I think a true sign of evidence when it comes to the calling is that there should be seven other people that should have your spot and you're the eighth and you get it. I should smell like sheep and I'm still king because if the oil flows when salmon comes around, that's how you know. And the problem is because this generation also doesn't know what it's like to see a grandmother and to see what real cooking looks like and to see oil sit in a jar <laughs> and to see them go into that same oil to make food, pancakes yeah. and stuff and realize that oil never ran out. <laughs> They're confusing butter with oil. It is not. It's like, you might be, yeah, yeah you got some yeah. spare, you got some spare, but it ain't, it ain't oil. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I agree. And I, I think there's a season of maturation. Look, we go on forever and ever. Pastor Damon, where can the people connect with you, man? Man, people can connect with me on my Facebook page, Damon Williams. You can connect with me at Trinity All Nations. You can also find me at Bread of Life Cogent. And you can find me worshiping. I worship anywhere, anytime, and anyhow. I see we got a question over here, huh? Yeah, so before you go, this is my mother, and I'll make a special uh, thing. <laughs> I'll extend the thing for my mother. She asked, Evangelist Sharon Kelly, the daughter of 
Bishop Cody Vernon Marshall and Lady Calverta Marshall. Are you ever intimidated by someone else's, she meant to say someone else's, someone's anointing? That's an amazing question. And I, and I answer this question as humbly as I can. Um, one of the things that I feel like I don't experience that is because all of my life I had to put people in place musically for the whole team to succeed. So I, when my when my ministerial staff, when somebody's up there, I, I, the other day, Mario Jones, Elder Jones, when I tell you he preached, Cody, he yeah. preached. And he tried to sit down and I grabbed him and told him to go back up there. This 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 ain't over. It's it's some more in you. So I, I will say for me, but but I, from my background, I will say that's why I'm equipped for it. I can see how it can happen. Your pastor, Cody, is one of the most prolific preacher. He's top five preacher for me. He's preaching my anniversary in April. Okay. Oh, yes. All right. Yeah, he's preaching right. my anniversary in April. Okay. My res my respect for this man. Yeah. It, I got a high regard for administrative assistant Billy Jamel Evans. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care if, if somebody try to play us against each other. He and I have a mutual respect yeah. for what we do and what we bring to the table. It's because at the end of the day, I am trying to get to the place where we are the church and not a church. And we have too many churches operating as a church and we're not operating as the church. I I agree. I agree. Shout out to Pastor Village of Evans. I hope you're watching this. Um, yeah, the man, the man can just the man can just go. Born to do that. And in his way. He's different. Uh, he's he's different. Uh he really is different. He's different. Uh, as Danny he's, Tim, he's Tim Duncan. <laughs> he's Tim. Hey, greatest power force ever for the game. He's Timmy. Fundamentals. He he definitely is Timmy. I know that's that's a fair comparison. He's definitely he's definitely Tim, Tim Duncan. He's gonna get them five rings. Y'all, <laughs> y'all so want to keep seeing amazing leaders who we have, like we have on the day. You know what you got to do, YouTube. What you doing? Matter of fact, I'm gonna write it in the comments, in the comments, because I want you to get us to twelve thousand subscribers by the day. All Trinity, Trinity, brother, life, go subscribe, go Please. subscribe. Hey, go look. You don't love Jesus if you don't subscribe to my podcast. Now what? Uh, put that on it. Now that on it. Subscribe. YouTube. CVMK. <laughs> it is what it is. Underscore show on the ground. CVMK underscore global for the supplements, y'all. CVMK33. Obviously, this personal pro uh, profile, but where it goes down, the best website. I thought I had it by me. I forgot. It's in the car. But, yo, from the way protein to transform, which is over there, which I should have snatched before I started the show, superpower to warrior thirst you name it we got it www.cvmkglobal.store and oh yeah tomorrow revival 1459 west 74th street medicine the hood in inglewood and the safest place you could be in inglewood 7 30 p.m central standard time and if you're not gonna be there just pray my strength in the lord uh because i'm expecting a mighty move of god because this baby is killing me i'm ready to drop this child off <laughs> lord is giving me a word for you and I do mean it is for you. But until next time, guys, thanks.
If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick.